0: Hey y'all, it's Misty and Kelly coming at you from the Green Mile again this week. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Um, okay, we are recording episode three. Yes. Which is about our Gene Simmons, our Arkansas, uh,
1: one of our Arkansas death row cases. <laughs> one of them, yep. Um, and coming to you from the great state of Arkansas. Yes
0: yes this one is close to. it's literally like close, it's literally
1: close to like close to where we live yeah
0: so um so yeah he's he killed 16 people
1: jesus uh-huh oh, that's a lot. and wounded a few yeah he was a rampage killer right
0: uh spree spree and maybe you would call him like
1: family annihilator oh okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i i wrote that term down just family annihilation. Oh,
0: me too. Because I was looking at this um, two seconds ago, and I didn't write down a
1: screenshot. It.
0: Where's my screenshot? It's the writing of 2020. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I wrote it
1: down on a screenshot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, okay, we're gonna go into our. Um, Death Row Facts. Yes. And I should save this for a murder-suicide, but I'm just going to say it. Okay. Murder-suicides are defined as cases where one person, usually an intimate partner, kills a family member and then kills himself within a short period of time. Okay. When the case involves deaths of a whole family, it's referred to familicide or family yes. annihilation. Family annihilation. That was my murder-suicide oh, okay. fact, but, you know,
1: whatever. I know it, it is horrific, but just the phrase family annihilation... I just like that. It sounds... That's what happened. You know? Like, they eradicated their family. Like that, Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so, so let's... You want to go into your facts? Yeah. Death Um, Row Facts. Death Row Facts. Alrighty, guys. Um, Mr. Nicholas Todd Sutton is scheduled to be executed by the state of Tennessee in three days. Uh, He is, I believe, 58 years old. Um, He killed his grandmother... Uh, Misty told me. I knew that he had killed his grandma, who raised him. Mm -hmm. But Misty let me know that he, like, threw her in a river to let her drown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, horrifying. Um, And then in 1985, he killed a fellow prisoner. Um, So, quite a while ago, 35 years ago. Um, And he has been on death row since then, I believe. Uh, And... um, So, Tennessee is actually kind of... They they execute less commonly than, like, Texas, um, Georgia, Mississippi, and Arkansas. Uh, Execution in general is much more like... I didn't realize until researching that Mr. Gabriel in the case you did last week is kind of rare because he was in a northern state. But anyways... um, he is only, they have only executed, Tennessee has only executed seven men since uh, 1976, I believe. Oh. It was a year in the 70s. I think it was 1976. Um, and, so it doesn't matter what you do there because you're not going to die anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that is only seven out of, uh, since 1976, there has been 1,515 executions in the United States. And prior to this recording, the last execution happened on February sixth, um, and that was Mr. Abel Ravi Ochoa so and that was in uh Texas and he was only 29 whenever he was a family annihilator. Oh yeah, uh, not the suicide part, obviously. Texas took care of killing him, but <laughs> that sounded terrible. Great state of Cut that! <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. Great we're not start. cutting anything. Because no, we're was not hard. cutting anything. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it was. Um, but anyways, uh, so and he was executed on February sixth. He appealed to the Supreme Court, but they uh, didn't take any action or take up his case. So yeah, that's my death row facts for this week. All right. So okay. So last time we were talking about
0: Donnie Lance. Yes. From Georgia, and he was executed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, we were supposed to look up last meals, and I did, and I'm completely surprised about
1: this. Okay, so the last meal request. I'm so excited right now. Like, (laughs) this is, I don't know why that just took me totally, it made me so happy to find out that last meal. Like, I don't, I don't know how they eat it, but last meal requests are submitted a few
0: days before execution. Okay. It's given to the chef, who is a prisoner himself. Oh wow! Because you know they work oh. the prison, like prisoners work the yeah. prison. Yeah. And if it's approved, because it can be approved or not approved. If I guess if it's something really wrong, really, was, think, maybe by the warden. <laughs> Let me look that up. <laughs> that would be something. So we have for a task next week. for next week. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think um, I think Sorry, it's guys, probably sure. the warden. Um, but then they so they make them the meal and they bring it to the cell just a few hours before execution. Oh wow! So I would've thought it would've been in the night before for like at supper time.
1: But they usually do those evening uh, executions, so. Um, I wouldn't be able to eat the day. Really? We yeah. were talking about that and I was like, I don't think I could eat it unless it was the day. Yeah, I don't I feel like my stomach would be tied up at once. Really? You're
0: fixing to die.
1: <laughs> like you're fixing yeah. to walk to your death. <laughs> I don't know. I think they'd have to wheel me, but I would go wheeling. But like, they definitely have to put me in a wheelchair. Like, ah. no. I guess it's your last mile on the green mile. You're gonna yeah. want to walk it. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, okay. So last time we talked about Florida. And Wait, I don't know did what... you find out anybody's
0: last meals? Arjean, mm, I don't. I don't know what. Oh, you found out Arjean's. Okay. I don't know what Nicholas Todd Suttons is. well Um, he
1: is still from the date of recording
0: yeah so y'all we record every two weeks two episodes so Mm -hmm. we're still a little bit out so his probably isn't um, done yet but our Gene Simmons um, his last meal was filet Mm -hmm. mignon two raw onions tomato slices, a banana six rolls and a 7-up
1: I'm super uncomfortable right now (laughs) what did he do with those onions? I don't know Well, I did it specify like purple onions or just the two raw onions.
0: (laughs) So I don't know. I mean maybe if he had like beans and cornbread I could understand. Or like catfish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Cause I love me some raw onion. And I love Um, it in like a cucumber salad and a
0: steak, I don't know.
1: Woo! I don't know. I just feel like he probably like was staring at whoever was watching him and just biting into it. (laughs) <laughs> he right, He was like, y'all think terrible. you can kill me? Like, I'm about to eat two raw onions. Why do you always think people's food's going to kill them before they get to? Oh because they pick, I guess, I mean, I get it. Like, if you want to be like, I just want to experience flavor. I'm, s- I'm surprised he didn't ask for butter for the rolls. Maybe they just gave it. Wow. The last
0: guy asked for mustard and ketchup. Yes. So
1: he was very specific.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Okay, I would so, ask for some Texas Roadhouse butter.
1: Filet mignon too. Like, did you not dip that in anything? Which I mean, I get it. Meat can taste just fine on its own, but so, filet mignon, mm-hmm. two raw onions, tomato slices, tomato slices, a banana, a banana, and six rolls. Yep, and a Seven Up to wash it down. Oh, and a Seven Up. Okay, we also have to find out if they're allowed alcoholic beverages. Oh yeah, let me write that on my list. Yeah. I want to. Um. I just think they should be like, but if it's just a few hours before, they would probably say that it would inter- interact with the
0: medication or something.
1: Yeah, they probably would because they use benzodiazepines mm-hmm. in in the mix. But I would still put in a request for it, <laughs> which we will
0: find out if that can be denied or not <laughs> <Right. laughs> by next next episode. Um, okay, so last time we talked about Florida. And I didn't learn anything new about that. right? But this time we're going to talk about Louisiana. So they have a pro- proposed bill right now okay. in February 2020 okay, that would eliminate death the death penalty in the state.
1: Of Louisiana?
0: Yes. And that every person on death row right now mm-hmm. would be changed over to life. And the oh, wow. reason being is because they're having such difficulty getting right.
1: the drugs to right. do it. Right. Which, I mean, I'm I'm really glad that... Uh, oh, but... Yeah.
0: Nicholas Todd Sutton is going by the electric chair, so there's that. Whoa,
1: I did not know that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I read that. And then there was the guy in Utah a couple years back that asked for the firing squad, right? So, <laughs> I mean, there's options, but... I
1: literally cannot imagine. I feel like that would be... I'm trying to think what would be harder. I think I could do... I think I could just, like, deal with the lethal injection as long as they got my IV started okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm a hard stick. So, don't... Like, just don't mess that up. Just kill me already. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Like, can you please? <laughs> like, anyways. um uh, Let's see here. But I don't I think-, think I could do it if I was... Like, I can't deal with claustrophobia. I don't think I could do the firing squad. I'm pretty sure I would run. Like, if I was standing up... I feel like I could do the firing squad.
0: If you know mm-hmm. it's going to be fast and, like, instant.
1: I don't think I could do it because they don't... St- mm-hmm. Like, you're just standing in front of a wall, right? And so... But can you put your back to them? I mean, do they say, Woo! like... I'm not putting my back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know? Do they count down? Or I'm is pretty it like- sure that they're behind, like, a barrier so that... Uh, I want
0: someone to just be like... That was me holding my fingers up and counting to three without me knowing it. So I don't know that I'm fixing to be shot to death.
1: And I would also, if I had to do firing squad, I wouldn't want it to be like I walk out and stand on the X. I would want it to be like I walk out and they just start shooting. Like <laughs> as soon as I walk out, they just shoot. Me. Right. Like, cause I don't think I could stand there and wait. Like, just come shoot no. me in my cell before I wake up <gasps> that morning.
0: Like, you shoot me in my sleep. That's what I'm. That. Would, that would be my request. Don't even let yeah. me wake up. Firing squad. Oh, wow. I would never go by electrocution, though. That would not... If I had a choice. No. Never. No. I've been electrocuted two times on accident. Yeah. Not no. to death. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it was terrible. Um, I had some, like, holiday lights electrocute me once. And also a hairdryer. Mm-hmm. Um, the lights really freaked me out because it, like... <laughs> I don't... It was just very uh, abrupt and shocking, ha-ha. <laughs> um, but anyways, I don't think I could do electric chair because you have to be strapped. And your head covered. Oh, my They no. say your eyeballs will pop out. Oh, that's disgusting. So. That's super gross. That's like little shit zoo dogs. Their eyes pop out a lot. <laughs> wow. But that's all I've got for next, Okay. Alrighty. Do you have any more? Um... No, I don't have any more right now. Okay. I think that was, I think we did good though. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good facts.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we'll look up the other ones for next time and we're ready for the episode? Yeah, I think so. Oh, but before we get started, let's tell everybody about Anchor.
1: Okay, so now we're gonna start uh, the case of death row inmate Argene Simmons. All right. So
0: the R stands for Ronald. I don't know, did he actually go by Argene or. Oh, I
1: hope so. <laughs> and Arjene would eat raw onions. I mean, most every
0: article that I looked at just called him Simmons. So, Simmons? Yeah. I bet um, he went by Gene. That's what I was thinking. I was like, do you think they put the R in front of it so they wouldn't think it was Kiss, Gene yes, Simmons?
1: Right. Yes. I think the R is just there as like a R. Gene Simmons. Maybe yeah. y'all know and can tell us. because He, in the pictures, looked like someone that would go by Gene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He's a Gene.
0: Um, so, he was born in 1940. Oh, this is so weird. I've got to tell you this. Okay. I, mean, I should have did this on facts because this is a fact. <laughs> what is it's it? It's crazy. His birthday is July 15th, 1940. So, my birthday is July 15th. Whoa. So, there's the guy that's fixing to die. is like July 15th, 1967 or something.
1: Why are all these death row killers... Misty? On July 15th. I'm just saying, like...
0: I'm just saying, if I snap, then you have to go public. That's why, because I was born on July 15th.
1: And we crazy. Wow. Oh, what are y'all? Leos? Cancer. can't. Oh, yeah. It's because water we're too sun. It's very emotional. Oh. I'm a water sun too. That emotion... <laughs> Girl. <laughs> okay. Not a joke. So, he was born in Chicago,
0: and um, some people say, I could have did this with facts too, <laughs> that, um, I just write little things everywhere. So, some say this is the worst mass murder in Arkansas ever in okay. history, and then they also say this is the worst crime involving one family in the entire country. Wow. hmm That was from an newspaper article in 1987 so there could be worse until 1980 yeah there could be worse ones by now i don't know but anyway so he was born in chicago in the summer of 1940 when he was three his dad died um he had a stroke and within a year his mom remarried and they ended up moving to little rock arkansas for his work as a civil engineer okay so basically he grew up here um when he was 17 he dropped out of school joined the navy and the first place that he was stationed was in washington state and that is where he met his future wife rebecca and i'm gonna butcher this <laughs> Yulabari. <laughs> i don't know what it looks like but it sounded good okay so she went by becky and they got married on july 9th 1960 in new mexico They ended up having seven children over the next 18 years. So there was like a big age difference in the kids too. Um, In 1963, he left the Navy, was out for two years, and then joined the Air Force. Um, And he was in the military for a total of 20 years. And he received a lot of medals. Um, He got the Bronze Star Medal. The Republic of Vietnam Gallantry Cross and the Republic of the Air Force Ribbon for excellent marksmanship. So he's an excellent shooter. That's scary. Mm-hmm. And he ended up retiring as a master sergeant on November the 30th, 1979. Whoa. So it sounds like a good person, right?
1: Well, mil- <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he stuck with, with a career
0: and a 20 year military career. Mm-hmm. You just always tend to think that if they're in the military, they're protecting the country. Protecting oh, yeah. Us, that they're generally yeah. good people.
1: Whenever I go in a patient's house and I see that stuff around, I'm like, wow. Well, like, That's a good person. It's like, a good it's person. Okay. <laughs> Nothing bad's going to happen here. Yeah.
0: Which is yeah. like, we're nurses. So they say that nurses right. are like the most trusted profession mm-hmm. for like however many years now. But there's some killer nurses out there too. So, so creepy. You can't really trust people just
1: based on what they do. But. I try to trust no one I work with. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> So, two- A nurse is going to be honest, though. I have to say that. Like, I do feel like we are very honest. Mm-hmm. Like, in general. I, I feel. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: so, two years later, 1981, um, they were still in New Mexico. And the DHS started an investigation regarding allegations that he fathered a child with his daughter, Sheila. And she was like 16, 17 oh, at the time. No. When they were investigating, she was pregnant. Um, she, they had a hard time because she refused to say anything about him to like talk to them. Um, she finally gave in and was talking to them, um, and they showed up at their house, and the family was gone. And you have to think this is in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Tracking was a lot different. Tracking was different, so right. they put him on this like database. Mm-hmm. Like if he gets in trouble, we're looking for him in New Mexico. Okay. But he didn't get in any he trouble. He would have to get in trouble first. Yeah. And I think it was only for like one year that they could put him on. Oh, okay. So, um, basically they fled New Mexico. He took the whole family with them and they came back to Arkansas. Um, they first lived in Ward. What? Yes. Yes. And then they moved up to Dover after two okay. years. And they had like 14 acre property.
1: And it is very just to... Are you familiar with the Dover area? so there's dover is in like close to the northwestern part of the arkansas the arkansas state (laughs) but anyways um it's very rural is all i'm trying to say yes Um. so he drove into russellville oh my gosh yes but there's also there's a national forest there and even to this day, I like to camp in that national... Or I did before you talked about Mr. Gabriel. But anyways... Um, I got a national forest. <laughs> no, St. Francis National Forest is uh, is uh there too. Oh, I didn't know. It's a good place for kayaking, floating the rivers, and camping. No cell phone service. And I would imagine there's been lots of murders there.
0: Oh, yeah. That would be the perfect place. Literally.
1: You'll yeah. remind me of that. I will.
0: Because I'm getting kayaks. I just here. wanted to...
1: Ex- yeah, it's very... Like, if he was doing weird things with his kids no one would know right like yeah
0: so okay i said 14 acres they had 13 acres Mm -hmm. and it was a little bit north of dover whoa
1: they had their and they were had their okay Uh uh-huh yeah
0: and they ended up
1: calling it mockingbird
0: hill i don't know why
1: just to be extra like yeah
0: just but they had like two mobile homes like single wide, (laughs) but they were stuck together into one so I guess you like, L- like shape? a double wide. I'm thinking like a double wide. Like you take okay. the two middle walls and stick them together. But, okay, so in this other article, oh, I don't know where it's at. Um, but they were saying like, they had it, it was like he was there, but he was not there. Like things were right and then things were not right. Like in the home, they said, for example, like there's a telephone there, but there was no phone line. And they were, like, there... I think this was, like, a family member talking. It was, like, you go in the bathroom, and there's a sink in the toilet. But no running water. But, like, the toilet would work, the sink didn't. Or something. You know, right, It was, like, yeah. nothing was, like, 100%. Yeah. He's, they said it was kind of the same with him and his family. Like, they lived together as a family, but they weren't actually, like... Close. Close, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so they had no plumbing in part of the house. They had no telephone, they had a very tall privacy fence surrounding the entire place. Surrounding all 13 acres? I don't know. I wondered that myself. I, okay, wow. so back when I did home health, I did go to a place and they had two, two trailers. <laughs> they were not stuck together. There was two trailers and you had to drive in this really tall privacy fence.
1: No. To get inside. It was slightly terrifying. Um, was but- that like out or was it in like, were other people around? Uh I just feel like if you put privacy fins around that much, you're not doing something. There were other houses Mm -hmm. on the street. Good. Um (laughs) so yeah, that was terrifying. But that's what it makes me think Mm -hmm. of.
0: Like a whole gate and everything. Um my
1: word. mm -hmm.
0: So he worked in Russellville and he had a job at Woodline Motor Freight as an accounts receivable clerk. Um he did get fired for multiple reports of sexual advances. mm mm-hmm. And so, um, well, that's a lie. He didn't get fired. He quit. After they reported all this, he just quit. Right. And then he went to work at, um, Sin- this is at a Sinclair mini-mart.
1: Okay. I didn't look it up. I was wondering, is Sinclair Sinclair's a town? Is, no, like a Sinclair's mini-mart? is the gas stations with the long-necked dinosaur. Have you seen those? Yeah, there's one in
0: Sherwood, isn't there? Not very many, but yes, Mm -hmm.
1: yes. Okay, so that's where he went to work
0: after that. And then he eventually quit there December 18th, 1987.
1: So after the military, like he needed structure. He needed Mm -hmm. that structure that the military affords somebody to function, probably. And he couldn't function in a job without that. Mm
0: -mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he only made it, what, six years, seven years after... Yeah. Um, so, a few days before Christmas is when he decided he was going to kill his family. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the police say it was weird when they went in because it was like, the tree is there. It looks really perfect. Like, I think the mother was, like, very motherly with her family. She was family. trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, the morning of December 22nd, 1987... He killed his wife and his oldest son.
1: Oh, no. He killed them in, like... His
0: oldest son was named Gene. So, maybe he did went by our Gene because his oh, son's son. name was Gene, maybe. He shot them. Wait. His son still lived at home? Uh, must have. And I have a list. I don't know where it's at. I thought about writing it down, but I didn't think I would Just it. Just because
1: you said oldest, but it could have been his oldest son, not it his was the oldest, oldest child. Son, and
0: I think he was maybe, um... Early 20s. Okay. So, I think his, like, oldest oldest kid was maybe, like, only 24 or something like that. So, okay. So, um, they weren't, like, super old. Um, so, yes, they were at home. So, he shot both of them with a twenty two caliber pistol. Then he killed Barbara, who was his three-year-old granddaughter. Oh, my God. And it says he killed her by strangulation. Misty, knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I couldn't...
1: I couldn't strangle a three-year-old. No, they're so loud and and flailing, and
0: I don't know how you could. You have
1: to look at them to do it, right? Like, but like, can you imagine like the like the screaming child mm -hmm. voice of a Mm three-year-old? Like, because they're just like the the emotion expressed by a three-year-old over like. Well, Tessa had a rabbit when she was three, and
0: oh, I've heard it died. Oh
1: you're no. Talking about her crying. No, you're just gonna talk about no, the rabbit it's just crying because like, I've heard that. No, no. Oh, I have. Heard, I know what you're talking about now, but no, I'm just saying like whenever it died, like the sound that came out of that child, like it was just like mm-hmm. how. Which I guess if he was strangling her and he had like a maybe there wouldn't but, be any sound, but that I mean still oof. I couldn't do it. No, can you imagine? And they know words like "oh gosh." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: then those three were the ones at home so he dumped their bodies in a cesspit that he had forced his kids to dig previously i don't know how previously
1: oh um i don't know if he knew he was going to use that they may have been uh because like the land that my parents own um there's a couple different places where when we were kids it was super cool i mean because the people that own that property previously owned it for like ever Mm -hmm. and so there were bottles from like a very very long time ago like glass medicine and perfume bottles and stuff that we would find and i think it was like a thing that people used to do of like burying their garbage like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it would be very normal whenever it was full you'd cover it up and get another spot or whatever yeah but maybe they normally did that and didn't know that they were digging like a massive grave right i don't don't know oh my gosh
0: Um, oh wow
1: so after surely whoever Barbara's parents were were like you know Dad's also to and grave I like almost have to believe that Barbara belonged to Jean, maybe because she was there with him and he was like twenty four so yeah I mean mm. oh no surely his child his kids could not have dig in, like a giant grave and known it was a grave and like let a baby
0: no no they didn't know it was a grave I just don't know if. He had them do it with... He knew it was going to be a grave. Or did he have them oh, do it previously thinking saying. we're going to bury our trash or whatever?
1: In my head, it, was, it could have been convenient Maybe, him, like, both. Like Maybe. I hate my family, so I'm going to make sure I have this hole. Maybe. But also, like... Oh, gosh. That's yeah. bad. So, he threw all them in, and then
0: he waited for the other kids to come home that still lived at home. So, when they got there, uh, he told them he had presents for all of them, but he wanted to give them to them individually. One by one. hmm mm. So, 17-year-old um, Loretta came in first, and he strangled... Okay, this is what it said. He strangled and held her underwater mm-hmm. in the rain barrel. So, is he, like, strangling her and drowning her at the same time? I'm assuming you're, like, strangling in the rain yeah, barrel? Yeah, I think
1: so, Probably. Which is terrible. Seems like the rain barrel is probably unnecessary. Because if you're holding it's, off her airway. Yes, it seems
0: excessive. Um, he then killed the other three kids.
1: Loretta was 17 uh-huh. or 7? Seven? 17.
0: No. He killed the other three kids in the same way. I swear. I have the list over here. I just don't know.
1: No. I knew I should have pulled it out. But it, oh, Listen, it I'm going to need you to get Arjean's
0: creepy picture off my table. <laughs> okay, so... Ronald Gene Simmons Jr., ally, he was 29.
1: I'm trying to figure out why he was living there. But if his baby was living there too. Yeah. Okay, so listen, just real quick tangent. My family has this joke about, like, because my parents want everyone to, like, build homes, all, like, everyone's separate families to uh-huh. build individual homes on their property. And I'm like, there ain't no way. Hell no. Sorry, Mom. Um, sorry, Mom. I know you're listening. She likes our podcast, by the way. But anyways, um, like, no, they know it's a joke. Because they'll, like, say it to me. Like, my brother-in-law especially is always like, because we call it the homie comb. Like, a honeycomb, but a homie comb. I'm um, like, Kelly, how about the homie comb? And I'm like, no. No, there's no. Because when you read about people that like off their entire families they all like live together for like extended very convenient
0: f- to kill everyone yeah i
1: just want to make it hard if someone in my family decides on the familicide route like
0: let's well, make it difficult kill you on christmas like he did with the ones that didn't live at
1: home anymore um i'm glad we don't have rain barrels or cesspits <laughs> i'm super glad you never dig a hole at your parents but like and don't do the homie comb thing Mm-mm. like no digging holes at mm-hmm. your parents. Nope. Don't live in a massive, like, homey home with everyone's separate family. You'll get tired of each other anyways. Yeah. Like, no. And you for sure kill each other. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so Barbara was three. It doesn't say who her parent was here. Um, I just assume it was the son because right. they're home together. So, Loretta was 17. And then the next three he killed the same way as he killed Loretta when they came home was Eddie, who was 14, Marianne, who was 11, no. and... Becky, who was named after her mom, she was eight.
1: No, uh, so
0: that was his youngest child. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so where was Sheila? Uh, she wasn't there, she hasn't been killed yet. No, those are the only people he's killed so far. He's killed uh, the wife, and one, two, three, four, five of his kids, and one
1: grandchild so far. So I hope that he killed whoever Barbara's parent No, I don't know. I wouldn't want Barbara to have to watch her parents die.
0: But I don't think
1: I could. But he shot the
0: two with a gun. So I feel like that was quick. Like he just because they were have this theory that he shot the grown adults because it was easy. They probably could have fought back with him maybe. So he shot them with a gun. That is
1: scary. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I keep interrupting you. Um
0: so four days later. On December 26th, so he left them just dumped out. It doesn't tell me on what I've read what he did with Loretta, Eddie, Marianne, and Becky. I'm just assuming he also put them in the cesspit.
1: What was the fort,
0: Eddie? hmm So, he waited four days. Um, and on the 26th, the rest of the family was coming over for Christmas. So, first, his son Billy and his wife Renata showed up. Billy's 23, Renata's 22, and they have a 20 month old grandson, or his grandson, their son named Trey. So, I guess as soon as they get there, he shoots Billy and Renata and strangles Trey. So, once again, he strangled the baby.
1: He's not even like, uh, again, two years old. Again, a 20 month old. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine? Mm mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. So, then Sheila uh,
0: comes with her family. Her husband, Dennis. Um, six-year-old daughter, Sylvia. And 20-month-old son, Michael. Now, do we know who Sylvia's father is? They believe it was our Okay, oh, for sure. I never okay. read that there was DNA done. She did eventually say that, you mm-hmm. know, she was telling the DHS, yes, my dad is the one that got me pregnant. Um... And so, she was... This one says six. I wrote down seven. I'm not sure why, but whatever. But they have her listed as daughter and granddaughter Oh. on the relationship. Um, so, they showed up. So, he shot the adults and strangled the children.
1: It's so personal. That strangling. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. So... And
0: yeah, I don't know, that's just wild to me. I just think it's because the adults were bigger, older, would have fought back.
1: But so then we it's needed like, to do them quickly. I feel like
0: I don't know. It's like just, if you walk into your parents' house and they shoot you, there's no fighting back. You have kids, you're wrangling. You, you have, have to stop
1: looking at me and saying <laughs> things like that. You always do this.
0: <laughs> but think, you have kids, you have presents
1: Maybe food. They were coming over for their Christmas. It is just bizarre to me that a human that can, like, go to work, wake up every day, go to work, like, which I guess his life hasn't been normal. Like, his granddaughter and daughter are the same Mm -hmm. person. But, like, how, um, strangling a baby, like, that is just, I mean, I'm sure there was pleading from the baby. It's like, oh. I can't even And did And then also because you imagine there has to be like some sort of like episode of psychosis that would give you like the like ability to do this I guess but it's actually just him because it lasted over several days. Mm-hmm. Like Ugh Yeah.
0: Um so Okay, so these okay. The two grandsons they were both approximately 20 months old. Michael and Trey. He wrapped them up in plastic. Um, I read in one article, plastic sheeting. I read in another one, trash bags. I don't know. He wrapped them up and at the end of the lane, I'm assuming that they left down a long driveway, mm-hmm. there was some old abandoned cars and he put their bodies in there. Um, the two kids, their spouses and Sylvia... He lined up neatly in the floor and he covered them all with coats except for Sheila and he covered her with his wife's best tablecloth. So it's weird. Okay. And then he left and
1: went to a bar and had a drink. Naturally. Um, they Can sit- you imagine, like, just like after all this comes out? Be like,
0: I was sitting next to him oh at the bar. My God. <laughs>
1: We were playing pool together. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So he went for a drink and then comes home, continues drinking beer all that night and watching TV. No. With his family's bodies just like laid out. Uh huh. I'm so creeped out. They say in the lounge.
1: It's a trailer. In my
0: mind, I'm thinking like a lounge would be like an old type. House, you know, with like right a parlor and all this crap, and I'm like it's and then you two trailers stuck together. Yeah. So, I don't know what
1: the oh, lounge house.
0: is. I don't know. I just assume the living room, and he's sitting next to him watching TV.
1: I think that being able to stay in a room with your dead family is like, no, Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. like, and then no. no, they're all over the property, too. Oh,
0: god, so he's killed his whole family at this point, and he's just watching TV mm-hmm. and can mm-hmm. beer. So, two days later. On December 28th, he walked into a law office in Russellville and killed the receptionist. Her name was Kathy Kendrick. And they said at one point he had been infatuated with her, but she kept rejecting him. So, I don't know. Was she at work alone? Right. No one came out to stop him at this point, though. Um, So, he leaves there. He shoots her and then walks out and leaves there. And he goes to an oil company office, and he shot and killed J.D. Chaffin. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that either. Um, But it says he was a stranger, so. And where did he shoot him at? um, An oil company office. That's weird. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why. And it says he wounded the owner, Rusty Taylor. So he he didn't die, he was wounded.
1: Wait, didn't he work for an oil company? He
0: worked for, um, I think it was a different company because I think he goes there next. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. She's getting the cat peeps.
1: Okay, sorry, my cat's
0: right now. So yeah, so he left that place. Um, and then he went to the convenience store that he worked at. Okay. Wounded um, two people there. Left there. I heard like he shot the cashier and then Whew. the manager was there and like threw a chair at him and so then he shot him. Left. I mean he's just all over Russellville. Then he goes to the one line motor freight company where he worked and shot Shot. I guess he just wounded her Because I don't see her name on the Deceased list I think he just wounded her And then Basically Held another secretary hostage
1: No But the not hostage like hostage situation. with like They sat right. there and chit chatted Right okay But I'm sure she was probably terrified And knew she couldn't just get up and leave She must have been a very intelligent woman To be able to sit there and be like I'm going to make small talk with this guy Um, Because you know at this point He had to be But And this is what he told her though I wrote it down I don't know where I wrote it down (laughs) I can't wait to hear this Give me two raw (laughs) onions Okay
0: so Okay his boss said This is what he told the secretary That he held hostage I've come to do what I wanted It's done now I've gotten everybody who wanted to hurt me. Wow. So, he was finished. But I don't know why he killed the stranger guy. Maybe he was trying to get somebody else. He wounded Mm -hmm. the boss man there, so maybe he knew him from somewhere. I don't know. Right.
1: I don't know about his wounded Maybe he witnessed him, Mm -hmm. or, uh,
0: I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, maybe he was just nuts and thought everybody was after him. I don't know. Right. Um, and then he waited till the police came. And when they came, he handed over his gun and went peacefully with the police. However, he would not talk to the police. Right. He wouldn't tell them anything. Um, he did have two lawyers. He talked to them, but they declined to say what he told them. Several hours after he was in custody, they grew concerned over his family Because at this point, they knew he was shooting uptown. They had gotten a call that there's a man on this 45-minute rampage across town, like, shooting people. So, the police go to his house, climb through a window, and find bodies in the house. And then, they start finding the bodies over the property. And then, his lawyers tried to get, like, all that thrown out. Everything they found there because they didn't have a warrant. They went over concerns. Wellness check. Yes, but they climbed through the window... There was no search warrant. So they were trying to get everything thrown out Mm. that they found. Um, Mm -hmm. But he was charged with 16 counts of murder, found guilty, and sentenced to death. He refused Mm. to appeal the death sentence. um, And this is what he said. To those who oppose the death penalty, Mm. in my particular case, anything short of death would be cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, and then he made an additional statement under oath in court supporting his sentence. And he said, I, Ronald Gene Simmons Sr., want it to be known that it is my wish and desire that absolutely no action by anybody be taken to appeal or in any way change this sentence. It is further respectfully, respectfully requested that this sentence be carried out expeditiously. So that's what he said in court. Um and he never tried to deny No. Um he they sent him to the state crime lab. Mm-hmm. No, the state oh, psychiatric hospital. Oh, the, the Arkansas State Hospital? Yes. And did these evaluations on mm-hmm. him and the court found that he was competent. Ooh. That um he was knowing and intelligent. And oh, so scary. they agreed that they didn't have to appeal. Um he did become the subject of the U.S. Supreme Court when another death row inmate tried to force an appeal in his case. And it's because he, they thought him d- like refusing an appeal would harm their cases. I see. And they were on death row. So he had so many death threats that had to keep him like, segregated away from everyone else. And it wow. wasn't because of what he did... But wow. because he was denying an appeal, and so they all were wanting to kill him.
1: That's some messed up logic. Because, but like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. They said they they thought it was going to hurt their chances of getting off a of death row. I of get him that just though. Accepting it, he not should, appealing. right? Yeah.
1: So like they, they felt like we have to be united. And yes, I feel this mm-hmm. way. Oh wow. Uh, so, so, what prison was he at? Was he at an Arkansas one? Yep. Which one? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Where do do we have death row? I imagine there's probably only one death row in Arkansas.
1: Probably the Grimes.
0: Death. Well. Let me look. Because it's I'm trying to think of the different prisons. Cummings.
1: Grimes. um,
0: Varner. Varner Supermax. Oh. knew it was going to have to be one of the supermax prisons somewhere but so I worked at the prison not the supermax prison um I was trying to see where it was Grady, Arkansas anyway so I worked at a prison and we had the hospital in our prison Mm -hmm. and so we got a death row inmate but he had been at the hospital and they had said basically he's not going to make it um i don't know what it was i don't know um so it's okay if he goes to your prison because he's he's not going to make it and then he woke up on the ambulance ride from the hospital to the prison so it was pretty like scary having a death row guy just in the hospital and like how differently we had to act oh yeah for anybody to go in just for Ooh. like a cna to help him to the bedside commode you had to have like four guards and like it was a whole ordeal taking in a
1: plate of food because they Mm. weren't set up for for I never thought about that like I'm I have thought about taking care Mm. of inmates or even you know people like this guy Mm -hmm. he admitted what he did like all of that like looking at that from a nurse's perspective but being a CNA which are like CNAs are like patients' mothers. Like, they mm-hmm. provide hands-on the activities that you require to get through the day. I think that would be pretty hard to provide someone with that mm-hmm. level of assistance that the CNAs do. Mm-hmm. I'm not discrediting, like, what we do as nurses. I'm just yeah. saying, like, CNA work is mm-hmm. hard to begin with. And then, wow. I didn't... I have never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. But, of course, y'all had AIDS at the
0: hospital. Yeah, yeah. it was the hospital. Right. And then- like, off the side of the hospital. It was almost like
1: a nursing home. Are you mm-hmm. serious? For like, elderly. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How long did you work there, Misty? Oh, hmm. I don't know. Maybe,
0: like, a year. But I only worked... I, worked, I wasn't even a nurse when I worked there.
1: Oh, um, really? Uh-huh.
0: I was a consult planner. And um, so, I scheduled... All the appointments that were, like, outside. Like, if skin inmate needs surgery, Mm -hmm. say they need to go UAMS. I set it up, but I have to call the hospital. I have to let them know it's a prisoner. I have to set up guards to be there 24-7 outside the room. And then, so you have to set up with transportation. Wow. It's just like a whole... mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And then I left there when I started nursing school. So, yeah. So, anyways, he um, it did move forward Mm -hmm. quickly as he wished um on may 31st uh governor bill clinton uh at the time he signed his execution warrant and on june 25th 1990 he was put to death so considering that he killed them at the
1: very end of 87 so yeah between
0: like 88 and 90.
1: Mm -hmm. that was a very short stay on death Mm -hmm. row Mm
0: -hmm. um he was put to death by lethal injection None of his family would claim his body. He was buried in a potter's field. Um, he had some family
1: left, huh? No, just kidding. That was <laughs> and
0: terrible. I think a lot of it was like her family. Okay, so I've got this other article over here and I didn't write it all down, but because I just thought the whole thing was good. But they yeah. talked to like a lot of her family and this is what they were saying. Um, enraged relatives, and this is from the Los Angeles Times. From 1987, December 30th. Enraged relatives of Rebecca Simmons said her wife abusing husband, now accused of the worst mass murder of a family in U.S. history, had an incestuous relationship with his 15-year-old daughter, making her pregnant, and kept his wife cut off from the world. And I almost don't know before I go any further. They talk so hateful of him, but he's just murdered Do you know what I'm saying? like Oh, I see. Yeah. Maybe they didn't think he was so bad. Okay, because you know, and like, um, I don't know, I've really kept up with it, but like Chris Watts. Oh my. And Shanann. Okay, so he killed his entire family. Before, everybody loved him. Right until he killed his whole family and then everybody hated him. Like, who is this monster? Right. But, I'm not saying that they loved him, but maybe oh, he wasn't That Criplock
1: thing, it gets me. Have you seen the video of him in the gas station the morning he did it? Yes. And he's, like,
0: joking with the I'm in, cashier. like, 500 groups. Like... like. <laughs> okay, so one of my Facebook friends is her cousin. Oh, my gosh! So, the very first moment that she became missing, her cousin shared it and i shared it and then of course it all unfolded and so i've been hooked on it ever since um but anyway so this article uh rebecca simmons went by becky she was 46 and her seven children and four grandchildren were among 16 people that gene well they say gene simmons here 47 is suspected of killing before and after christmas his wife had numerous relatives in colorado including her mother, stepfather and at least four brothers and sisters. Her sister Edith, who lives in Colorado, said Simmons cut his wife cut his wife off from her family after he seduced his 15-year-old daughter and she bore his child.
1: I don't feel like if this article had been published today they would say the word seduced. <laughs> like, right. What in the I mean, come on now.
0: Seduced? And the sister said the teenager refused to press charges, which is surprising to me because even she was in her 20s when he murdered her and she was still coming home. It had to just be for the mom and the other siblings. Like, or. She was still
1: coming home for Christmas. The psychological, like, abuse was just so deep that. Yeah, I
0: don't know. It says, um, he's, this is her sister still. He secluded his wife. He cut her off from all of us and now he's gone crazy. He censored her mail, he wouldn't let her have a telephone, and he'd stand there if she ever made any calls from somewhere else. One brother, Abe, said his sister's situation worsened after Simmons impregnated his daughter in the early 1980s. I don't know, though. They knew this happened. Why didn't they tell New Mexico where they were? Yeah, that doesn't... I don't know, but... um, Getting the daughter pregnant started all the bad things clicking, the brother said. He started secluding my sister and keeping her from us. He didn't want anything to do with our family. He'd get violent. Um, The district attorney um, in New Mexico, in the city that they lived in, said his guilt on the incest charge was indisputable. He said the authorities learned of it from two sources. From Simmons Jr., which was the oldest son that he shot, um, and the local service social service agencies, and from friends. Hmm. So that's more than two sources. So they were- friends of the daughter, social services. Oh no, Simmons Jr. informed social services, and then friends of the daughter said it happened too. Um, The district attorney said he was obviously shocked to hear about the final outcome for the family, and he cannot help but wonder if the mass murder is connected to the deviance Simmons displayed while he was there in New Mexico. The daughter, Sheila, was obviously pregnant when it came to the authorities' attention. We had a lot of trouble prosecuting the case because the daughter refused to testify against her father before the grand jury. We actually had to threaten her with contempt of court. Eventually, she did testify, and he was indicted. The incest indictment was returned against Simmons in August 1981, but when the deputies went to serve the arrest warrant, the entire Simmons family was gone and, as later learned, had moved to Russellville. His name was filed with the National FBI computer, but he stayed out of trouble and did not surface during the year his name remained on the computer. Um, The brothers said family members tried to get Becky to divorce him, but she refused. Instead, she and the children moved from New Mexico to Russellville, and I don't know why. Right,
1: um, I feel like there's just levels of like psychological abuse had and to be. and de, like behavior demeaning them to keep them like dependent on him or something mm-hmm. because some of these kids were like what early twenties or late teens, yeah, I think the one, one because is, sheila was' sheila was twenty nine yeah sheila was twenty nine down, down to eight yeah, I and mean, they're still
0: they're still there all the time, right, um. Let's see... Um, the brother... Oh, okay. So, there was another sister. Um, the one who kept in touch with her the most. She lived in Alabama. And she told the Rocky Mountain News that the family did not trust Simmons because he seemed to get stranger every year. And we had discussed that if anything ever happened to her, I would take the children. She was afraid he would be violent. She as in his wife. Wow. Um... Her brother said that they she moved from the family's cattle ranch in Colorado to Southern California about 30 years before um, she met Simmons when he was in the Navy and they were married in 1960. At that time, he said he was like any other guy. The brother was actually the best man at the wedding, and he said you always think a serviceman will make a good husband. Um, he served two years in Vietnam. And then later transferred to the Air Force, where he served in Italy, California, and New Mexico. Um, and then it just talks about the rest of them. I did read somewhere, though, that she, and I couldn't yeah. find the letter. It says it was published in the paper, but I couldn't find it. She wrote a four-page letter, to I think her brother, mm-hmm. days before. Like, I don't think he got it until after she was murdered. Oh, no. And they said she normally didn't write all those things, but she was just saying how, I guess, kind of like she didn't know what she would do if she didn't have him, like, she didn't have a job, how can she just leave with the kids, she doesn't have any money, and so they said they kind of felt like she knew something was, like, brewing, you know, trying to figure it out, but... Um, anyways, he killed them first. So, maybe there was something more going on that nobody knows about. Like, she's writing this letter. Right, like, right. How can I even leave? Because I've got all these kids to take care of. But no also, he's having job. us
1: dig this pit. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh,
0: no. So, what else did I... Um, so, the law enforcement says they did not find a motive in the beginning. Um, but then, once they found out about the incest... I don't know if someone brought that back up because... Or if he thought someone was, like, closing in on him.
1: I feel like he brought it up by the way that he treated her body and stuff. Like, you know. Oh, and. Yeah. Okay,
0: so her husband's family. Sheila's oh, husband's gosh. family went through all their stuff after they were, were deceased, the whole family. Um, and they said they found, like, 20, 90-minute cassette tapes that Arjean sent to I'm just her shaking
1: my head right that now.
0: That <laughs> said things just, like. No. I don't even know where I wrote it down. I, I should have wrote no, that down, but fuck that. I did not uh-huh. but um he was calling her sweetheart. It was like to my sweetheart and no. 29-minute long tapes. They said one of them had a Willie Nelson song playing, you're always on my mind, and you could hear Arjean just sobbing in the background. Maybe it's because she was old and moved out, like older and moved out and had her own family. Maybe that's why he's I don't I don't know. Um but he had something for her like in particular I never heard about him molesting any of the other children or anything so I I don't know um oh (laughs) I don't police said that he wouldn't talk though and anytime they would ask him they said his bottom lip would just quiver like he wouldn't say anything but he would look just like he was about to break down and cry People around town say they really didn't know about the... They didn't really know the family well. There was, like, a general store, gas station, whatever, and they said he would come in, buy gas, yeah, whatever, but they never really spoke to him. Um, teachers at the school said the kids were, like, clean and well-behaved. Really? Um, but they weren't really... They didn't really know a lot about him either. And they, they really kind didn't of, live there that... Yeah. yeah, they were kind of separated away from everyone. Um... Um, um, oh, the sister-in-law afterwards, she was like, she's not surprised that he did it because he was a wife abuser. And that's it. He died in uh, 1990. I wrote it down. June 25th, 1990. So he was 50 years old when he died. So I'm, I, I mean, I don't know why like, I guess it was just people he was mad at. Like, you're going to kill your family, and you say that you're killing people that were out to get you, but... Right. Then you go kill the secretary because she denied your advances at one point. Right. And I'm mm. not sure why he felt he needed to drive around town and, like, shoot up people at places he used to work.
1: Yeah, that...
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about his last meal. Yeah. So... But yeah, he was pretty close-lipped on, um... Like why he did motive. it. Like he never told anybody why he did it. We just got that one little quote from that secretary. That he was just like, "All right, I'm done," and that he wanted to die. Oh
1: my goodness. Mhm. Woo. So that's Dean Simmons. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious. That was good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to pick me up. Oh, I just feel like their family, like, with the tapes and stuff, that incest was probably, like, like you yeah, that's
0: said wild. That. Like, for him to keep sending tapes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like his wife wanted to leave but didn't know how. But right. How do you...
1: She felt trapped. Yeah, yeah. you still got yeah.
0: five kids at home. Like, how do you pick yeah. up with five kids and go yeah. with no money? That's sad. Like, she knew. She had no phone. She couldn't talk to anybody without him being there. And
1: also, like, you have a phone, but it's not... Is that, like, just, like, a... Like, is he just, like, messing with her on some, like, sadistic shit? Like... Yeah, I don't know. Oh! Oh, my word. Okay. I need to pick me up. Tell me something good.
0: Okay, something good. I didn't write down anything good this week, so we're gonna wing it. Okay. Um, Oh, good is that Brian can drive again. Yes. I'm so happy That's for you my guys. my for the week. <laughs> Yay! Yes, yeah. Because nobody knows, but my husband hasn't been able to drive since right. August uh. of last year because of some eye issues, and that is fixed, and... Now he's back mm-hmm. up and driving since That's awesome. Two days ago. So I'm super excited.
1: He, it's been since August. August.
0: He oh has been able to drive. And so yesterday we needed something from the store and I'm like, oh go get it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't even have to You leave. better go practice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's incredible. Oh my goodness. So that's my good for the week. What's your good for the week? Um my good for the week. My daughter had a dance uh, last night. She oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. Like, just sunlight um so beautiful i'm trying to think other good things um i don't know i really haven't been home very much in the last couple of weeks because work has been really wild but we had a survey uh at work oh yeah and it, go? it went amazing oh, um like it couldn't have gone better we may get one tag or may not if you guys who are listening don't know uh when you work for a company or a facility that is... Receives funding from Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, the government makes audits. Um, and you have surveys. And during the surveys, uh, they review everything. Yearly. Yearly, yeah. And do right... I think for mm. us, I think it's it's usually yearly, but it's just mandated every other year. Mm. I work for a hospice agency. Um, but it went super great. Uh, and it, that's good because... We just have been bought by a new company, and a lot of things have changed mm, recently, it makes it hard. yeah, it does um, but the survey went amazing, so that 's good because I do feel like we do really care and work I with feel, yeah mm-hmm, I feel like that too yeah it 's uh hospice heart centric so mm. anyways those are so this week survey 's over. Good. Uh, my friend Stephanie gets back from medical leave for work, mm-hmm. and so our staffing won't be as tight as it has been. And I'm going to just spend some time at home. <laughs> That's my good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. All, all right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll be back uh, next week from the Green Mile to talk to you about a murder suicide case. And we hope y'all all have uh, good weeks, um, good days. And, um, you know, just stay on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And find us so y'all can yes. talk to us.
0: thank you. <laughs> because <laughs> we are on Facebook. Yes, Dying to Kill Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Instagram, Dying to Kill Podcast. Uh, our Dying to Kill underscore podcast. Underscore podcast yes. on Instagram. Um, our email is Podcast at gmail.com. So you can um, email us with any questions or ideas or whatnot. Um, what else? Uh,
1: Patreon Dying to Kill podcast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, to- and we are going to start soon putting videos on our Patreon. Yes, yes, special we'll videos keep- that will be nowhere else. <laughs> special videos, nowhere else. <laughs> and we will keep y'all updated on that. Yes. So, all right. Yeah, all right. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.